Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series Bob's Burgers and we create a themed burger based on the episode. This week we're discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Sexy Dance Fighting. This episode was written by Stephen Davis and Kelvin Yu. The director was Anthony Chung, and the episode aired February 13th, 2011. We have a new voice actor this week. His name is John Glazer, and he voices Gyro. And I recognize him most from Parks and Rec, where he plays Jeremy Jam, and he's Basically just an antagonist for Leslie Nope. He's fantastic. There's so, so funny. This week, the store next door was Meth I Can Methadone Clinic. And the exterminator was, again, Rats All Folks. And we had a few burgers of the day this episode. The Forget About It Burger. <laughs> we have the Chever Which Way But Loose Burger. The Rockfort Files Burger. And these Collards Don't Run Burger. Can you help me out with the references here? I'm really not getting the second one. Chever which way but loose? Yeah, absolutely. In 1978, there was a movie starring Clint Eastwood called Every Which Way But Loose. And Clint Eastwood actually played the comedic role. And he actually has a big fight slash showdown at the end, which uh, is very similar to this episode. Really? Yeah. What is the reference, the Rockford? Files? What's that all about? Well, there was actually a TV show called The Rockford Files. That's where the name comes from. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Rockford is a sheep's milk blue cheese. Yeah, Rockford. Yeah. Yeah. And the last burger, These Collards Don't Run, is a reference to the popular saying, I guess, uh, These Colors Don't Run, which is in reference to two things. Um dyes in colors when they get washed saying like these colors won't run they won't bleed but it also is reference to the american flag and the american military and the colors being the army basically they're not going to run away they're not going to stand down from a fight oh kind of like what bob ends up doing so very patriotic it's very patriotic maybe he's asserting his dominance against someone who's brazilian (laughs) it's a weird like american thing it's right. a very american moment it's a patriotic for moment for bob yeah yeah maybe collards are actually also used ornamentally in portugal and brazil as well as the united states and other places but i thought that was kind of interesting because capoeira is brazilian and portuguese hmm. <laughs> so it's a mix it's not bob being super dominant or it is, but him stupidly not realizing he that he's making a reference. He definitely doesn't realize it, for sure. <laughs> we start this episode with Tina feeling the effects of puberty while lying on the floor of the restaurant kitchen. Bob convinces her to get up by reminding her he needs her to help man the grill, claiming it's their fun father-daughter time. Louise and Jean drag Tina away to show her a new capoeira studio in town. So this is our first Tina-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last three episodes have been very focused on Bob, so it's kind of nice that we're getting a bit of a story from somebody else in the family. Yeah, a little bit of fleshing out the other characters, Mm -hmm. giving them some more personality. And this isn't a case of somebody comes to the restaurant and annoys Bob. This is Tina's actions causing Bob to... He actively goes out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
He finds the person that annoys him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bob is active in his own frustration. It's like he's always looking for someone to (laughs) annoy him or be annoyed from and be annoyed of and with and about. Yep, (laughs) pretty much. Linda is super cute in this scene. She's really supportive of Tina and that little mustache hair that she's starting to get. That single little mustache hair. (laughs) She says, oh, it's beautiful and you're beautiful. And I kind of like that moment because you always get this impression of mothers being overly critical of their daughters, especially when it comes to their appearance. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had that before or just... The sense that they they want you to look a certain way, that they would like you to dress like them, maybe. So it was nice to have this little moment where Linda isn't making a big deal about something uh, somewhat unusual on a woman, I guess. <laughs> unusual, yes. The single lovely strand of mustache hair. Well, it was very <laughs> thick, apparently. It was thick. And it was alone and yeah. long. Mm-hmm. But, you know, power to you, Tina. <laughs> This episode for me is interesting when it comes to the Belcher children because it feels like Louise and Jean are kind of ganging up a little bit on Tina throughout the episode. Louise especially. One of the first things that she says this episode is directed at Tina and telling her to kill herself, basically. Yeah, that wasn't a really funny joke to me. No, (laughs) No, not not really. Yeah, you should kill yourself. Well, yeah, no, I got nothing for that because... That's just really aggressive. And it continues on throughout the episode. She's very aggressive when it comes to her comments and her actions. She's really more extreme this episode, I found. Mm-hmm. Definitely. She's been toned up almost. I don't know, maybe somebody said to ramp her up a little bit and make her a bit more in your face. She reminded me of Stewie from Family Guy, actually. Mm, okay. Yep. Because Stewie is the youngest of the three children, and he is a murderous baby, basically. Right. He wants to kill his mom. He is incredibly aggressive throughout the entire series. Yep. And that's exactly what Louise reminded me of. Just very, very overly aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's trying to be funny, but... It just doesn't work for me. Mm -mm. She felt too mean, I think. Yeah, very much so. There's a point. (laughs) There's a point near the end, which is like one of the last things she said is even, I don't know, almost more brutal. She tells Bob to skin Gyro and wear him as a costume. What? Yeah. The very last thing she says, you should skin him and wear him as a costume. What? How did I miss that line? (laughs) I don't know, but it's pretty out there. Oh my gosh. I watched this like twice and I did not see that line at all. Yeah, it's kind of intense. I'm a big fan of Louise. I love Louise. And I love pretty much everything that she does. But this episode seemed a little excessive. (laughs) She was a bit extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Nose bone into the brain. It's a I bit mean, much. It is a little bit much. And what are you looking at on the internet, Louise, that you know this? Because she definitely figured that out from the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. There is a point when she's handing Bob weapons when Gyro's in the restaurant talking to Bob that I thought was kind of funny. She hands him a knife at first, and then she hands him a cheese grater, and then she hands him a whisk. <laughs> 
<laughs> like she's gonna whip him. Just whisk him away. <laughs> he's not taking Gyra out on a date, Jason. Yeah, I know. He's not fluffy, cool whip. Oh my god. Yeah. So, yeah, Louise kind of didn't really hit the mark for me this episode. They're still working her out a little bit. Yeah, I can they see really that. are. Yeah. So Tina becomes obsessed with Gyro and her capoeira classes. Louise and Jean fail at working the grill, and Bob is angry at Tina for shirking her responsibilities at the restaurant in favor of her lessons. He postpones his big meeting to retrieve Tina from the capoeira studio. Gyro forces Bob to fight him, and it ends badly for Bob, who has his little meeting right then and there. (laughs) (laughs) He should have done what his wife had suggested. Little meetings throughout the day. Yeah. Honestly, this is the first poop joke that works for me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Because just referring to them as little meetings is like the cutest thing. It's weirdly too cute. It's adorable. It's too cute for poop. I mean, it's a little bit too cute. Yeah. Because it's not a really in-your-face. You wouldn't even know it if she didn't say little poops. Little poops throughout the day. You'd kind of assume. (laughs) Just snuck in there. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, at this point in the episode, it's becoming very clear that Bob is jealous of Tina's new hobby. But I think it's really sweet when she's watching the video of Gyro and Bob says, No, 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 you you only need your father to teach you how to fight. Because it seems like he really does want to spend time with her and bond, but he's not really taking an interest in what she likes. Yeah, he's got to connect with her on some level, but... He's too focused on what he likes to do, which is managing the restaurant, cooking, that he doesn't really think to ask her what she would prefer to do as like a father-daughter time activity. Mm -hmm. But I do like that he doesn't say anything like, oh, you shouldn't be learning how to fight. You shouldn't be taking a capoeira class that is apparently some sort of martial arts because you're a girl. Like he doesn't mention anything like that. I know that they think that capoeira is a bit like dancing, but as soon as they find out that it is actually very physical and can be quite brutal, they don't discourage Tina from going because of the physicality. Mm-hmm. You know? It has nothing to do with, oh, I don't want my daughter to fight because she's a girl. Yeah, Bob is very happy to try and teach her how to fight. Mm-hmm. But Do you think he's a little jealous of Gyro? Well, I think he's jealous of the attention that Gyro is getting from Tina. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's jealous of Gyro physically or emotionally or anything. I don't think he's actually jealous of Gyro as a person, just the attention that Tina's giving him. Yeah. That makes sense. Because she seems to be basking in Gyro at the moment, you know, completely enchanted with this person. And Bob wants to continue being her hero. Mm-hmm. And now she's found a new hero. And that has to sting. Yeah, Bob mistakenly thinks that Tina is almost abandoning him and just, goodbye, Dad, I've found something new, another man to show me life lessons. But she really just has a crush and finds something interesting along the way. Mm -hmm. So Tina has a lot of great moments in this part where she's telling us all of these great sayings or things that Gyro has said. And I'm kind of wondering if we can come up with a few of them of our own. Like, (laughs) ones that we think Gyro definitely has said at some point in his life. Tina says that Gyro says toothpaste is an insult to your teeth and that he only (laughs) sleeps two hours a night because he regulates his heart. So I came up with a couple others. 
<laughs> Gyro says shoes are an insult to your feet. Uh, Gyro once used his ponytail to save a drowning child. Gyro can travel through dimensions, but only if he wants to, which he never does. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and my favorite is Gyro said capoeira killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I think Gyro has great respect for Capoeira. And he would never make such a claim. Uh, yes, but it is a deadly form of art. Maybe Gyro taught the dinosaurs and they extincted themselves. They extincted themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. my new word. <laughs> oh my goodness. But really when you think about what Gyro did in this episode, he could easily be charged for assault. Oh, absolutely. Gyro... Pardon my French, but Gyro was an ass this episode. He was a real jerk. <laughs> he really was. Yeah, absolutely. He has no reason to kick Bob's butt as hard as he did. No, no. Especially Poor in front guy. of his daughter. What kind of hero does that? Well, as we learn at the end, he's not a hero. He's no, just he's, a jerk. He's just a, a beautiful, jerk. long-haired, muscular, beautiful jerk. <laughs> <laughs> So Jason, after watching this episode for doing this podcast, that's when you first found out capoeira actually is a thing. It's real. It's an actual style of martial arts. I knew this years ago because I watched a random documentary with my dad. But years <laughs> so ago, was... huh? This this episode came out 6 years ago, so perhaps you didn't know it was real until then either. No, I knew before. <laughs> So the heading on my notes says, Capoeira is real? Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. And I feel kind of bad, but I thought it was kind of made up just for the episode because apparently I'm an idiot. But yeah, I had had a great time doing some research on Capoeira and its history and it was actually quite fascinating. All right, tell us about it. The history of capoeira and where it started and why is actually a little depressing. So I'm not going to go into too many details, but the cliff notes basically is in the 16th century, Portugal claimed some of the largest territories of the colonial empires, but didn't have enough people to colonize it. So the Portuguese used slavery to build their economy and and the slaves who were living in inhumane conditions, they were forced to work hard and often suffered physical punishment for small misbehaviors, insubordination. The slaves often outnumbered the colonists. Uh, The rebellions were rare because of lack of weapons and harsh law, and a lot of the slaves didn't actually speak the same language. So, in this environment, capoeira was born as a simple method of survival. And if any slaves escaped, then they would be able to use capoeira as a method of survival in the wilderness and the harsh conditions. Wow, that is kind of depressing. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Capoeira was actually outlawed in Portugal and Brazil because it was so deadly. Wow. Yeah. It's actually really intense. I remember watching the documentary and at first thinking it seemed so pretty. Like mm-hmm. the style yeah. of like fighting elegant. is just very elegant, very smooth. There's such a great flow to it. <laughs> Then you'd see people actually start to fight and how brutal they were when they would hit each other. Mm -hmm. And it became very serious. I mean, Gyro is not messing around. This is actually very 
serious. I think the hair thing is an exaggeration. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) It's basically like a whip. Yes. On his head. But yeah, capoeira, real, dangerous, scary. Gyro should not be trifled with. No, he should respect the art of capoeira and not abuse it the way he did. Yeah, absolutely. It's like any martial arts. Karate, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you don't go throwing that stuff around at anybody. Especially not an overweight burger cook. Exactly. Poor Bob. Poor Bob. (laughs) Bob forbids Tina from returning to the studio after his embarrassing incident. Louise writes a letter to Gyro to help her father get revenge, and the instructor visits the restaurant to convince Tina to come back to his class. Tina leaves with Gyro, ignoring Bob's attempts to ground her. Linda tries to comfort Bob and insists he supports his daughter at the Troca de Cordos. I just thought of another gyroism. Gyro shouldn't be drinking fresh squeezed juice because it would only dilute his strength. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So Bob has these adorable visions of the future... When Linda's asking him, he believes that Tina will stick by him forever, working the grill. In his visions of the future, he isn't growing any older. (laughs) He's not aging at all. No, not even a little bit. He's not even graying at the temples. But Tina goes through three milestones. Graduation, marriage, and then motherhood. Little baby. Yeah, and it's just so sweet because when you think about it, the Troca de Cordoas however you say that, and I know I'm saying it really badly, it's a graduation ceremony. You know, you're graduating from being a beginner to the next level, and Bob might be missing on that first milestone that he's dreaming of right there. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't see it like that at all. No. He doesn't really understand it. It's importance. Exactly. It's really important for Tina, and he might be missing out on this moment because he's acting so stubborn. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. The little baby's pretty cute, too. Yeah, the with little the big baby old glasses. with the huge glasses. All. <laughs> yeah. Tina's baby would have massive, oh, absolutely. massive glasses. 100%. This is one of the parts in the episode where I really appreciated Linda because she was so supportive and very comforting to Bob. She understood that his anger towards Gyra wasn't actually about the embarrassing incident that happened, but... That Bob is afraid of losing his first child. He is afraid of losing that connection, of not spending enough time with her. Afraid of his little girl growing up. Exactly. And it's just so sweet because Linda can see right through him. And it was a nice moment because Linda doesn't get a lot to do in this episode, but at least she plays a nice supportive role. Yeah, a little bit better than her past episodes where she's kind of just nagging and a little bit whiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here she understands both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also get her little speeches with, or her phone calls with Ginger. Oh, yes. Ginger <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. Do we ever meet Ginger in the future? I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember. I do But don't I feel like she's do. brought up a few other times. Oh, she is. Definitely. Ginger and her cats, and I think maybe her husband. <laughs> Ginger is just Linda's phone friend. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if she's just talking to, like, a telemarketer who's named Ginger. I don't know. We never know. (laughs) Maybe one episode we'll meet Ginger in person. And she'll be 
A six foot tall Nigerian woman. I think I'm right. <laughs> I just love how she's laughing about, you know, the bad news that Ginger's cat just died. But, but in, in a really, really funny, funny way. way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. So Bob has an argument with Teddy, like a really big one, who insists Tina is becoming a woman. Bob and Teddy re- doesn't know what he's talking about. He That's no the idea. best part. I love it. You can see he's looking up on his phone what the Troca de Cordos is. He has no idea. No. He doesn't know if she's becoming a woman. No, I have no idea why Teddy would say necessarily that she's becoming a woman. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I love the fact <laughs> that they fight about this because it's such a great fight because it has no foundation. There's no basis to it. It's, well, if my daughter was becoming a woman, I'd want to be there. But there's that's not the point. Yeah. Well, he's coming off as a bit of a naggy customer i guess he doesn't have kids we don't know this yet but he doesn't have kids so he's coming off a little bit of a uh, critical of bob's parenting i think a little bit and bob realizes he needs to go to the troca de cordoas to support his daughter gyro fails tina because he's clearly got a grudge against bob and bob defends his daughter despite his obvious physical inadequacies The episode ends with Tina choosing to stay at the restaurant and help her father. Yeah, some cool... You know, I have to say that the students should really be tested before a ceremony like this to avoid humiliating moments, like failing. I remember going to a bunch of different ceremonies where my brother, who was taking karate at the time, would go and get his... the next level belt. And they always practiced... They always practiced all their moves before the ceremony. And so they would only ever go to the ceremony as a formality. They already knew that they were going to pass. So it felt a little rude that Tina failed. Especially when she didn't perform all of the five steps. And at least two of them were like flipping through the air. Yeah. And the other kid, what, Neil or something? Yeah, there's no way he did any of that. Yeah, the kid who was, like, obviously suck. into gyro, too. <laughs> it was a little unfair. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because, like you said, gyro does seem to have a, a bit of a grudge. He's holding a bit of a grudge on Bob. And he's taking it out on Tina. So this guy is, like, a double jerk. He's a double jerk. He's a double jerk gyro. Yep. Oh, I yep. like it. Double jerk gyro. Yeah. You know what? That's what I'm going to call the next person who's mean to me. A double Stop jerk gyro. Stop being such a double jerk gyro. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what that means? It doesn't matter. (laughs) I get it. That's fine for me. (laughs) I'm the only one who has to laugh at my jokes. (laughs) So what did you think about the ending of this episode? I thought it was really sweet. It was a great family moment for everyone. What did you think about everybody chanting dad at the end? I kept thinking, that's not your dad. (laughs) Why are you saying dad? Nobody knows his name. Oh, that's true. (laughs) So they just start chanting what everyone else does. You know what? That's kind of sweet because who starts the chanting? Tina. Yep. So she's not going to say Bob. No, she's going to say dad. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's a great moment that you see everybody coming together, except maybe Louise and Jean. They kind of just are there to watch the train wreck happen. Yeah, and to throw a Ninja Star credit <laughs> yep. card yep. at Bob's face. 
Which, you know, if it didn't stick into Bob's face, then Louise, you just didn't do a very good job making that ninja star, did you? Yeah, all this homework about ways to kill people and wear them and as costumes. And it is going to waste. Going to waste. Hold that time. Hold that effort. So there was one thing that Bob said at the end of this episode that I really liked, which was, you can't abandon the things you love because of sexy dance fighting. Yes. And he was saying that to Tina. Like, she's abandoning me because of the things that she's loving right now. When it can work both ways. Bob is abandoning Tina because of sexy dance fighting. He's letting her walk away, walk out the door with Gyro instead of supporting her. So I thought that was a really sweet way to kind of sum up the whole episode in just one sentence. Hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. They picked a good name for this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so Jason, did you come up with a couple of burgers of the week to put up on the table or? I did. Okay. I came up with one. So for the record, Jason won the first episode. I won the second. We and don't we really share... need to... <laughs> no, no. We share the win last week. We both came up with the Memorial Burger, which did win our poll. So that's the winner. So what do we have this week? Who's gonna Who's gonna get this tiebreaker? Well, listeners' choice chose the Memorial, as they should have, because that was the best name. It was. It was. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good name. And I wish I had come up with it. <laughs> but that's okay. Moving on to this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with the 430 burger. Okay. Which is made with meatballs. Oh my god. <laughs> Instead of a meat patty. So it's little meat ings. Oh yeah. my gosh, you're terrible. <laughs> <But it's> the... <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the 430 burger. Oh, you know, that's kind of sweet. As long as there's nothing to do with poop in the actual burger. No, of course not. I was thinking of naming it the, the like, the 430, but with, like, Sloppy Joe meeting. But that was a little oh, bit... Oh, that's gross. That was a little bit too gross. Yeah. That was kind of pushing it. Yeah. So I reeled it back. Okay. Meatballs are better. Meatballs are better. Meatballs are better. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I was coming up with a gyro burger because gyros are, you know, food. But I thought well, that would be... I little... think they're called... I think they're actually pronounced like Yairo. <laughs> no! I'm All serious. right, Ted Mosby. Th- okay, excuse me, Let, Let's look it up in the encyclopedia. <laughs> but I think that's how they're pronounced. Well, they're anyway, still pronounced Gyros. Mosby moment over. Most people pronounce them Gyros. True, true. And I thought that was a little bit too easy. Yeah. So it didn't. Plus it's not a burger. It's a kind yeah, of... Yeah, exactly meat so what did you come up with i have three uh (laughs) trying to kill me with quantity over quality huh (laughs) i just have a lot of ideas jason that's that's all right so my first one is the (laughs) they're really not very good this week whatever they're fine uh i have the mushroom cap Burger. <laughs> oh, that's clever. I like the name. I like the name. So it would be probably like a portobello mushroom cap instead of a beef patty. Okay, so very vegetarian. Very vegetarian, Because, yeah. of course, gyro probably... I don't know. Meat is like an offense to sinuses or something, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Gyro has a... Things. He understands the body, I guess. Um, yep, so that would be my vegetarian variety. 
Okay. I capoeira. also I like have the Brazilian beefcake burger. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like greased up and wearing a bikini? No, but when you think about it, gyro is a Brazilian beefcake, right? Okay. So that's my gyro burger. Although, he doesn't really have much of a butt. And that one shot that we saw of Tina staring at it. I think it's it, supposed to be a bigger butt than it is. Or maybe it's just very athletic. Maybe just very it's toned. Lean. Okay. It's a lean. Okay, so this would be lean beef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And it would have... Um, Oh, I, I saw something. It would probably have something spicy in it. Maybe like chili or piri-piri sauce or something spicy. And my last burger is Swiss as the Coursing River. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay, so for anyone who hasn't watched Milan. Yeah. It's uh, from the song Be a Man, and it's supposed to be swift as a coursing river. So this would be Swiss as a coursing river, and it would obviously come with Swiss cheese and... Currants? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) But not very Brazilian. I don't care. So, what do you think, Jason? Can you agree that one of mine is best, or... (laughs) Wait, what was yours again? The 430 burger, (laughs) which came with meatballs. The 430 burger. Which had little meatballs. Oh, that is pretty cute. Little meetings. But... I I like the mushroom capoeira. Really? I do. I... I like the name. I'm surprised that Swiss is a coursing river is not your favorite. It's terrible. It's fantastic. It is literally the best thing I've come up with ever in my life. It just doesn't sound like a very exciting burger. The name is great, Mm. but Swiss cheese on a burger, that's, you could probably do better than that. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like my Brazilian (laughs) beefcake burger is pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going with that one? No, we're not. What? Come on! We could go vote again. I like the voting idea. Oh no. We could vote every week. No. I wanna have, <laughs> you want to choose have, a winner? I want to have winners. Jason, we need to come up with a compromise together. How can you compromise when you're three to one me? You got three burgers to my one. Oh, well, yeah. I, so, we never said that you only had to come up with one. I thought we would do one and one. Nope. I have a few different ones. That's how it works. I like to come up with several ideas. All I'm right. also really bad at choosing, so well, this is fun. <laughs> what do you vote for? The Brazilian beefcake burger. Hmm. But we can't win if I vote for something else. Yeah, if you vote for your 430 burger. Yeah, if I vote for my own, <laughs> which I'm obviously going to. Oh. Looks like we're tied. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We can't be tied. I guess we we'll have, have to we... put it to a vote. Dang you. <laughs> You're terrible at doing this. It's a good thing that we're really efficient and decisive, isn't it, listeners? We're so good at this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So. In closing. You can vote for your favorite burger. Are you on Vivian's team with the Brazilian beefcake burger? Or are you on Jason's team with the 430 Burger? That brings us to the end of Burger of the Week, a Multiverse Radio production. If you like our show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, and you can follow us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. 
You can also visit our website, multiverseradio.ca. See you next week for our review of Episode 5, Hamburger Dinner Theater, where Bob gets robbed. <laughs> it was written by Stephen Dave... Wow. Well, Shit. excuse me! I'm sorry I'm so popular. <laughs> to retrieve Tina from the Capoeira studio. I gotta redo that part now. This is stupid. He postpones his big meeting. Big <laughs> meeting. <laughs> to retreat. Is that, a, is that another poop reference? <laughs> yeah. All of his interests are... He's failing at... Blah, blah. Fucking fuck, fuck. this, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> um, what are these acts? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's how I organize it in my head. In the next act, Bob forbids Tina from returning to the studio after his embar- after his embarrassing incident. Try again. Because I can't edit that. It's you too could... close. It's too Bob close. Forbid- Bob forbids Tina from... Re- act three. Because <laughs> Linda doesn't get a heck of a lot to... I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs>